Welcome to Thursday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live here on Giants.com. He is Jeff Fiegels. I'm Lance Meadow. Good to be with you for the next 60 minutes. 201-939-4513. That is the telephone number. Hashtag Giants Chat. Tonight is the fourth and final preseason game. As the Giants are going to go up against the Patriots in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. So we'll set the stage for you. But a bulk of the program today is going to be about the 53-man roster. Jeff and I will give you our breakdowns. And we Mm want to hear from you in terms of not necessarily every single player, but how many at each position you anticipate being composed of the 53-man roster. So we'll tackle an awful lot. 201-939-4513, hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. And before we get to that, Jeff, with respect to the 53-man roster, just in terms of logistics for tonight, we know Daniel Jones is going to start. So this is really the last thing as part of the evaluation for him during the course of the offseason training camp and the preseason because we've seen him come in off the bench. We've seen him really mark everything off the checklist. The only thing that he hasn't had an opportunity to do is start a game, which is not necessarily new. He started plenty of games at Duke, but Jeff, this is maybe a little bit of a different feel compared to what he's experienced thus far. No question. So you're going to get all the number one reps in practice this week. You're going to be the number one guy. You're going to. It's an evaluation process. This is always you're evaluating the players. Okay, you, obviously he's going to make the team, but the pro. What you're going to do is you're going to. He's finally going to be able to come out of meetings, go onto the practice field. You're going to be able to see how he conducts a walkthrough, being the guy, and then see how he comes out of the locker room tonight against the Patriots. I don't care who they're playing. It's still come. It's still NFL football. It's still coming out of the locker room. It's still being the starter. Going in there, taking first with the first team. Um, I don't know who's going to play. We'll find out later on today in our pregame. We'll know a little bit more. But we know that he's playing, and he's going to go out there and show what he can do. And this is the process. And it's, it's kind of a good thing because really the way it's set up is he's not going to be able to do this during the regular season unless something happens to Eli and or they make a move. But at least the team will get get a chance to give him a starting nod when it doesn't count, in essence, but get to see him how he does it. Yeah, and that's the key, because if you're the coaching staff, you want to expose your players, really, Jeff, at any position. It's not just the quarterback position. You want to expose them to different well, circumstances yeah. so that when it comes up in the regular season, it's not anything out of the ordinary. Well, I, and again, talk about not just Daniel Jones, but there's a lot of other guys that aren't starters that aren't going to be playing tonight that these guys have been practicing with the first team this week, and then they're going to be able to go out and play in this game. I know that it's a, it's only a preseason game, but that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter to the player. You know, hey, I'm starting. I, I'm starting tonight's game. That's great. He's telling his family he's starting. He's telling his friends he's starting. He's starting, whoever that is. And so he has to go out there and show the team that he can play that position in a starting role if it ever comes to that. Because most of the guys that are starting tonight probably are not going to be normal starters because they're going to rest the starters tonight yeah. if, if, you, if, if you know everything goes the way it's supposed to. Yeah, you'll probably see Jones in for, I figure, maybe a series or two. They'll maybe play him the bulk of the first quarter. I think quarter. he'll go further. You think he'll go even the first half, the entire first half? Well, no, a series or two. Well, I, I guess mean, I'm saying it's based on how long the series is. For example, Jeff, if they go you know, 11, 12 plays on the first two series, yeah. Pat Shermer may say, you know what, we've given you enough, and well, they may take him out. I, I, once again, it's dependent on okay. how many plays I think are I'll, I'll go within with that. that series. I'll go with that. Listen, if it's a 12-play drive for the first quarter, um, it eats up and then, a lot of time. And then, and then you come back, and maybe it's still the first quarter, and they get one more series, and it's a three and out. I think that Daniel will be done. 
That's what that's my take. Now, if the if the flip side of it is the Patriots go on a twelve minute <laughs> run, of course, and then you got to kind of get them in. So you really can't go from the quarters perspective. We got to go by plays. So twelve to twenty plays, maybe maybe that would be the the number. They have it. They've got the number. We can maybe try to steal it somewhere, but I yeah. don't know. But <laughs> well, they have I, a general. They, sense they of definitely what they do. do, and and yeah. I think that they want to. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if Jalapio, the center, is going to be in there playing tonight, starting. Um, to get him some reps with the first team center, that's something to watch out for. But um, it'll be interesting to see who the Patriots play because I remember a few years ago, I'm not gonna, I don't remember what year it was, but it was an away game when when we played in the preseason and and Belichick had they had an on field workout pre pregame, and the Patriots they went through this like glorified practice, if you will. <laughs> and, and we're all sitting there going, what are they doing? And next thing you know, what they were doing was they sat everybody other than there was probably 23 or 24 guys on the sideline that were suited up. The rest of them were in their sweats, in their shorts, whatever. They weren't, I mean, there was only, it was the weirdest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. When I you look that. across the field and only see like 20 guys in uniforms. And you hope that they survive and hold up during the course of the game. But that's uh, that's what they did. You know, of course, the Giants, they didn't play anybody that that day either, but they were at least all dressed, you know, and um, so who knows? We'll see what happens with that tonight. Yeah, well, I can tell you this. Based on what you said and from experience, Belichick rarely puts out his starters or even entertains yeah, the idea. So yeah. I would assume that you're not going to recognize too many names out on the field tonight for the New England Patriots. I don't know if it was you that told me this story about a Giants-Patriots preseason game, Jeff. It may have been David Deal, but you probably were on the roster at the time where I think it was a couple of the guys didn't even travel to the Meadowlands they were on the golf course or whatever, and they called a few of the Giants players that they knew and said, hey, have fun at the game tonight. We'll be watching from afar. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, once again, I believe it was maybe David Deal who told me that okay. story. Or one of the other offensive line of Sean O'Hara or something. So it was like a starter. like Oh, you know, yeah. Like it was Teddy Bruschi or something. Correct. Was like... They didn't even come to the game. They weren't even at the stadium, but they were just sending their regards from afar, <laughs> from a text message or whatever, a phone call that happened earlier yeah. in the day. So once again, Belichick uh, does not necessarily prioritize the fourth preseason game. Well, the veterans, right? They don't want you. Don't want to play this game either. Of course, you not. don't. You yeah. want you want nothing to do with it. Um, it's just another reason to go out there and 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 do and try to, and and things can happen. So you just like forget about it. I want to give my my body a rest for the next um, however many days before the first game, depending on you know when it is. But I feel like you you got to be mentally kind of. You just kind of go, and you're not even you're not there, and you're you're watching your guys you've been in camp with, and you're rooting them on because you know that 25 of these guys are going to be out of here, um, you know, and it's just you know you you, you kind of you feel for the guys like we talked about yesterday. A lot of these guys may never even put a uniform on again. This is their last shot at the NFL, but um, go out there and play hard tonight. Yeah, it really is sort of a middle ground right now, especially for those of us who cover the NFL, Jeff, because on one side, you're ultra excited because, I mean, we're knocking on the door for the start of the regular yeah. season. We've been waiting all off season to get to something meaningful on the football field to talk about. So that's where I think one part of the emotion stands. The other part of the emotion is there's a lot of guys that are going to be out of a job 
in about 24 to 48 hours. About 2,000. Yeah, it starts <laughs> tomorrow morning. Teams are going to start cutting players. They don't have to wait. They don't have to wait till a Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern. They're going to let guys go little by little. Yeah, and there and there's a lot of teams that that certainly they do that. They know coming out of the game. I mean, they probably know the Giants know 95 percent of their I'm roster you, right now. Yeah, there's very few decisions. So that have to be made. you know what are they waiting on? And and a lot of times teams have different philosophies of releasing players. You'll see tomorrow. In the morning, how quickly some of these teams dump the players and they move on. They don't want to deal with it. They just want to get ready for the next game. And some of them play the game where they hold on to their guys and they wait and they do the waiting game until, you know, 4 o'clock on Saturday. Well, tomorrow's Friday, folks. So you got a, you got, you got a long ways to go, but some of them will be releasing them tomorrow. 201-939-4513. All right, now it's time to get to the meat and potatoes of today's program, which is... Jeff and I breaking down the 53-man roster and giving an idea of where we stand in terms of how perhaps the roster is going to play out. I think it's a fun exercise, especially since everybody loves to speculate around this time of the year. So I hope that none of the players are watching our show No, today. well, I think that they got more pressing needs, especially guys <laughs> that may be fighting for roster spots, uh, more so than listening to our take on how the 53-man roster is going to break down. So I put together my list. Jeff, you put together your list. So uh, let's first go over how we see the numbers breaking down. Okay. And then sure. where we differ, we can talk about you know how the personnel shakes okay. out. So my breakdown is I have 26 on offense and 24 on defense. There I don't go. think we need to break down punter, kicker, long snapper. I think I we have all the same. would agree. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by the way, Jeff and I did not compare lists before the program. So this is the first time that we're actually hearing about where we stand on that. Okay, so we are actually even across the board with respect to the breakdown. Okay, so now as far as the offense goes with us both agreeing that they're going to keep 26 offensive players. I have, and I went back and forth I did too. a lot on <clears throat> these. I, you, you don't realize how difficult it is Let me until ask you, you actually divide it And up. I will tell you this. Yeah. I had more difficulty with the offense than I did the defense. Yes, I would agree with you. My only issue with the defense, and as we get closer to breaking that down, I'll go into greater detail, was linebackers. I was trying to keep mm-hmm. an extra linebacker, mm-hmm. and I had to sort of take away somebody. Okay. Not from the rest of the defense, but from the offensive side of the ball as a result of needing to sure. keep an extra linebacker. Sure. So sure. I am definitely with you. It was a crunch on offense more so than it was on defense. So I went back and forth. I ultimately settled on three quarterbacks okay. that they're going to keep. Okay. I was going back and forth because I know you We're and just going to do the numbers right now, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, we'll just do the numbers. Right. So I had three quarterbacks. Where did you stand on the quarterbacks? I went away from my what I said yesterday. Well, we had a great deal of conversation after, about two. Yeah, and I, I yeah. After, but to keep it short, I went I went with three. You went with three. Okay, yeah. so we're both actually equivalent <laughs> there. Uh, running backs, this is not including the fullback. I put the fullback on a separate line. Three running backs. I am in. Uh, I am in. I am in with you. You're with me. Yes. Okay. And yep. I'm assuming you're keeping a fullback. Yes. Okay. So we're even there. Wide receiver. This was another one where you and I, in great mm-hmm. length, spoke about the pros of keeping seven, knowing Golden Tate is suspended, Darius Slayton iffy on the hamstring injury. I tried every which way, Jeff, and I had to settle on six. Just the mathematics did not allow me to keep seven wide receivers. So I had to scrap that plan. I kept six. Okay. Knowing wow. that knowing that the seventh is going to be here in four weeks. 
Okay, well, that was my mindset. Because you know what I thought? My process was, you and I have had a great deal of conversations about guaranteed contracts with the veteran. So my thought was, not that the Giants are pressing to go sign anybody, but if you're only going to keep a veteran wide out on the back end of the depth chart, Jeff, and you're going to keep him for maybe a week because Darius Slayton's on the fence, is it really worth it from a financial standpoint? That was my mindset. Okay. So that's where I stood. It'll be interesting to... And I think um, it's going to be interesting to see where that six, no, five and six number, who they are. Who they are. Yeah, yeah and we'll go over that. Cool. Correct. We'll definitely go. go over that. But it's interesting that you and I so far are even Perfect. across the board. Tight ends, I went with four. Correct. And offensive linemen, uh, this was a thing also that we talked about in great detail yesterday. I wound up keeping nine offensive linemen. And I went back and I looked at the 2018 breakdown. They kept nine, too. I was so much on the fence with guys and their versatility, and I thought, given the injuries at that position, the importance of that position this season, I ultimately went on the safe zone and I kept an extra one. My, I kept nine too, and the reason I kept nine is rather than get caught up in the number, okay. I, I went through the the guy, the, the players themselves. Yeah, and I and, and I said and I, and I said to evaluation, I, I took back, I went and looked into a lot of things that. Pat Shermer had said about some of these players and how they how they actually played and that can they get rid of them and how the upside as moving the roster forward they create some depth with these guys but they also create some good competition within the group and that's how I picked my guys no, I think that's right on point I am with you there so do you want to go to the defensive breakdown yeah, let's and then go we'll, defense, then we'll discuss the offense in detail okay so we both, defense, we both 24. did 24 correct yeah. all right so I didn't break it down, by the way, Jeff. I don't know how you did it. I don't do inside linebacker, outside linebacker. I just put all the linebackers well, together. I did. Same thing with defensive That's linemen. fine. I went D-line, linebackers, secondary. Okay. I, I separated corners and safeties, but to me, that really doesn't make a difference either okay. with so many But you know what I, I did? I did a collectively a group, a D-line, linebackers, and secondary, and then I did break it down to outside, inside linebackers. Within and, the number. Yes, I within the number. Saying. Okay, so for defensive linemen, I went with five. Correct. I did two. Linebackers, I went with eight. Wow, oh, okay. This is our first disagreement. Okay. All right, I went with nine. You went with nine linebackers, mm-hmm. okay. And then I kept 11 secondary players, I'm assuming, then you kept 10. That's correct. Okay, so yep. we differ. That's not bad. Just one difference, at least in terms of the numbers. Sure. Yep. Um, and I'll get, we'll get to the point why I kept nine on well, the linebacker. Well, you can explain that now. Yeah, um, Well, I, I, breaking it down from inside to outside, okay, you've got to have, you've got to have four. Basically, a backup at each of the outside Correct. positions. I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have I have a one that's the 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 one. I'll, I'll, I kept a guy. You're probably gonna know who it is when I tell you that he can play both defensive line and linebacker. Okay. But that's that's my fifth guy on the outside linebackers. That's why I kept. So the that, fifth was, guy. The that was the rationale. That was the rationale. The the inside linebacking position. You got your two guys. You got your two backups. Okay, but who who were the guys I kept? It all came down to special teams on that one. And special teams was a big part of what I considered even you getting have to, to eight. Yeah, for the linebackers. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now let's get into some specifics here. For the offense, the three quarterbacks, I did Eli Manning, Daniel Jones, and I ultimately kept Alex Tanney. Oh. I think that Kyle Oletta they would try to put through waivers and have confidence that they ultimately could bring him back and put him on the practice squad. 
Yeah, I, I, this was a tough one for me. And, and after what I said yesterday, I, I still believe that, you know, the one and two are Eli and Daniel. We know that. Then I got to thinking to myself with our discussion yesterday and what we were talking about is, did you, would you have confidence in Daniel Jones coming into a game if, if, if needed and, you know, for the rest of the season and the transition that we talked about? The answer to that is yes. All right. So, and then I was thinking to myself, what is the really, what is a third team quarterback? I mean, does he ever see the field during the season? Very, very rarely, right? He's more of a practice squad kind of guy. To me, this is why I kept Kyle Liletta. Okay. Because he's a draft pick of Gettleman last year. Okay. And Which I we feel like yesterday. I feel like Alex Tanney doesn't have a spot here because they're gonna who's coming in second? He, Daniel Jones think about the media think about everybody if all of a sudden Eli got hurt the second week and they bring Alex Tanny in are you kidding me do you know what a firestorm that would be, oh, would be so that is why I took Laletta over Tanny because I don't think Tanny has a spot here on the team that's that's it no and I agree with your rationale I can't that's the only way I can come I up can't with it. disagree with anything you just said Jeff and I have no issue the philosophy that I went with in terms of Tanny was First of all, Pat Shermer's talked a lot about the importance of the quarterback room, Jeff. See, I'm going beyond maybe sure, you should. playing yeah. time. I'm going by environment. Shermer's very big on he wants a really good quarterback room. I also look at Tanny as a valuable asset to groom Daniel Jones when Eli Manning is occupied perhaps with other things okay. during the week. Yeah. You know, that was that part sense. of my reasoning in why you would maybe go with Tanny. I wasn't looking at it so much that they gave him a two-year contract because you and I talked about the guaranteed money, the dead money is yeah, not yeah. a huge thing on the cap. So it, it wasn't so much money. It was more of quarterback room environment. And also, despite the fact that I agree with you that Jones would be the next man up, I do think Shermer values having veteran presence in the room and just having good dialogue and, and guys to throw ideas off of one another. So that's why I thought Tanny got the edge over Loletta. And I, I think that in, these are just our opinions, folks, okay? And whether they mean anything or not, but I also believe that Pat Shermer has a say in some of this stuff. And I feel like Gellman having just, you're sitting there going and, and Sherman, Sherman says, you know what? Listen, Laletta had a great camp. He was our draft pick last year. You believed enough in him to draft him for fourth round. Um, that's why I like to keep him around. Okay, yeah. Would I like to have Tanny? Yeah, I would. But the fact is that you know I'd like to I'd like to give this kid a shot. And so I don't. Who knows? It's <laughs> well, I will say this, Jeff. We've heard Shermer say this a lot, and I'm sure Giants fans have heard it during press conferences because whenever they've asked him about the question, would you consider keeping two? Do you keep three? His answer is always, I want as many quarterbacks as possible. And I don't think that that's just speech for the sake of giving you a nice soundbite. I truly believe Shermer's philosophy is the more quarterbacks you keep, the better off you are in terms of development, conversation, and grooming. I just think he likes to have sure. the dialogue. He likes to have good conversation because that's important in terms of preparation for the weekend. Because here's the thing, Jeff. Tanny could watch film. He's been around the league a lot longer than Loletta. Tanny may pick up something when they're studying the Dallas defense, and he may go to Eli, hey, you know, when I was looking at these tendencies, this is something you may want to pick up on. I okay. think there's a valuable asset in having somebody like that on the roster. Sure. Yep. So that's right. where you know I went. In, well, it'll be interesting to see. One of us is going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, or listen, both, or maybe or, they or, do or, keep two. Or I'll tell you what, or both. Yeah, or the other one is, is that they do keep Alex Tanny, and then they actually try to, 
you know, put Laletta through waivers and get him on the practice squad. Which I think is reasonable. I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that they can't get Laletta back if they chose to go in that direction. Okay, running backs, Saquon Barkley, Wayne Goleman, and then I went with Rod Smith as my third guy. I did too. I did too. I just feel like Rod, uh, that Paul Perkins, um, you know, just couldn't do enough this uh, this offseason and, and during the preseason. And also he's a holdover. He's not a gentleman guy. He is. Yeah. And so I, as much as that sounds really bad, but it's the nature of the beast in the National Football League that a lot of these general managers don't, they don't really particularly, unless you fall in love with somebody, and I don't think Gettleman ever fell in love with Paul Perkins, okay, is that you, he's not your guy. And so, um, and you know, either is Rod Smith. But, well, but they brought in Rod Smith. But they Smith, brought though. in his Gettleman own was guy. Right here when they brought in so, Rod Smith. So, and I think so. that Rod Smith is, um, Gallman and Rod Smith have a good knack for the goal line. I think they're two big running, they're good running backs. I mean, Rod Smith used to play a fullback. He has a little bit more, um, I guess, a versatility, if you will. Different body, too. And he can catch the ball well. And um, so that I did too. This was uh, this wasn't a hard one for me. I think I had this going like the, into the second game this year when Rod per, when per, Rod Perkins Rod Perkins <laughs> another nice another combination of two players. When Paul Perkins came <laughs> the in, best and of both he worlds. didn't have a very good game the first time he came back, and we tried to give him a little bit of slack because it was the first time he had been back in a couple of years, but he just wasn't able, in my mind, to put it to to put it through and, and be able to make this make the team. And uh, Elijah Penny, clearly the uh, fullback, so we don't Absolutely. need to discuss and he, that. Absolutely, and you know he, um, if there was another fullback in camp, I, I would give it to Penny and, and say because the guy had a great great camp. But I think that you're going to see that the offense is going to incorporate Elijah Penny into into it more than you think. They really tried to throw him the football this preseason. In practice, he got a lot of catches, and I think you'll see the ball thrown to him in, in different situations during the season. Yeah, and remember, he's a converted running back, so yeah. There you go. In Arizona, when they had multiple injuries at the backfield, Penny started a game sure. or two. So he's got that experience. To your point, he could catch the ball on the backfield. The other thing you got to remember, too, is that you know the, the fullback position is a lot like the tight end position. Big guy, strong, can block, okay? Rod Smith is a former fullback. If there's an injury to Eli Penny, they can be little interchangeable parts here. So that, that kind of has it going. Tight end four. Okay. And this was another one where I went back and forth, and I am omitting a guy that is probably going to surprise a lot of people, but I'll tell you why. I have Evan Ingram, I have Red Ellison, I kept Simonson and Dickerson, and I have Conrad going to the practice squad. And this is why. My rationale is, from just listening to some of the things that Shermer had to say, and also looking at playing time in the preseason, mm -hmm. I think they are doing everything that they can to keep him under the radar, get him through waivers, and get him back on the practice squad. This is just me reading between the lines. That's right. essentially what it is. I'm going to read you what I have on my paper. Okay. Ingram. Yep. Ellison. Yep. Simonson. Dickinson. Wow. We both hold on, agree hold on. on this. Okay. And then in here, I right hear, try to get Conrad on practice squad. Didn't play last week. Yep. I have it written down right here. Okay. Exactly and what I you didn't just read said. anything you just said. So, so wow. I agree. Uh, and it's, it's a crapshoot. Do you know, and Charlie seems to think that everybody knows about no, Conrad. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but the fact is, is that the giants do like both Dickerson and Conrad. They just can't keep both of them. Dickerson was here last year on the practice squad, knows the offense. Yep. Okay. I give him the, the nod over Conrad. So 
Maybe they get him to the practice squad. Maybe they don't. It goes back to what you and I talked about yesterday. You got to understand that if you're going to put him out there, you you may get you might not be able to get him back. That's just something you come to terms with. But if you get him back, it's a plus. Put him on the practice squad. This position, you never know. There's guys that get hurt all the time in this league, especially at this position because the tight end position is catching balls across the middle. You're blocking. There's always things that can happen. I'm with you. There you go. So and four. Nine offensive linemen. Well, we know the five starters, mm-hmm. so I don't think we need to go over there. So the question is the four that we kept as the backups. I have Spencer Pulley, Nick Gates, Brian Mahalik, and Evan Brown, who was on the final 53 last year. Those were the four that I kept. Interesting. Well, I did go with nine because we we all we hit the numbers the same. You have the five starters that we talked about. Yep. Um, I'm going with Chad Wheeler as the swing tackle. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm also going with Chad Slade, Spencer Pulley, and Nick Gates. Now Slade and Gates, they played well. They played well enough in the preseason, in my mind, to make this team. I have heard Shermer talk about these guys, especially Adam Gates. Okay. I am butchering these Adam things. Gates, who is the long lost <laughs> yeah. cousin of Adam Gates, we yeah. should mention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gates is a pl- is a football player. I know that Shermer likes him. Well, okay? they kept him last year on IR. And too, I feel so. like that he's they just both have played. So our our difference there is you kept Mahalik. And I kept Evan Brown, who and was Evan on the Brown. roster all okay. of last there year. Who I almost feel as if the f- he's the forgotten child in okay. all of this because Nobody seems to be talking about it, but remember, just because they're not being talked about doesn't mean that they're not putting in the work and okay. jumping off the practice. All right, page. so we got two different players on the offensive yes. line. That's the only thing that we have disagreed on offensively. Now we're going to go to the wide receivers. Well, just real quickly in terms of more clarification, what troubles me about Wheeler is the injuries mm-hmm. this offseason. It's not as if you know he's not familiar with the offense. There's no doubt about that. You know, The other part of the rationale, Jeff, is – he did lose his starting right tackle job. I think there's something to be said about that. Of now, course. that doesn't mean that you're not a valuable yeah. uh, backup a player right. because we've seen starters then become backups. But the fact that they wanted to upgrade that position, I think, is part of the evaluation. And the fact that, unfortunately, he's just been sidelined for all the preseason. Mahalik got back last week. Mahalik also was on the team last year and did get a start when they had some injuries. Uh, Evan Brown, too, a guy who they've been moving around during practice, has that versatility that I think is appealing to Hal Hunter as well as the coaching staff. So, you know, that was part of my rationale. And Slade was the guy that I went more back and forth with because this is a veteran. This is a guy that's been on the Houston Texans. It's not as if this is a rookie who just came in. My concern was Slade about going to tackle and needing a guy that has more experience playing that spot. So that's why Mahalik, to me, won out over Slade. Okay. Okay. Listen, I think that we can go either way on a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. Um, You want to start things off on the defensive side? How about that? Why don't you go— Well, did we do the wide receivers yet? Oh, we did. You're right. I'm sorry. I mean, that's the one you've been waiting on. Yeah, Yeah. I completely skimmed over that. All right, the wide receivers. So I've got— Six, just like you. Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard, Cody Latimer, Benny Fowler, Russell Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Alonzo Russell got mm. my final spot. And that's my six. Okay. Um, and Golden I went, Tate, obviously, on the suspended list. I helped. Um, I went with the same ones except for I went with um, Britain. 
Over Brittany Golden. Who? Over who? Alonzo. Alonzo. It's interesting because when we were talking yesterday, yeah. Jeff, you were high on him for special teams. I was, Russell. but I feel like Russell Shepard is good enough on special teams. Okay. And I think that Darius Slayton can contribute, okay, because he is a rookie and he's a fifth rounder. He's definitely making the team. Um, Golden, I just – there's something about – when players have to step up in games and make and make impacts, good point. I like that. And he did, even though he fumbled the, the punt, he still ran one back for a touchdown. He had he had some great catches. He's a veteran. Um, I just like I like that. Okay, now these this can change on Wednesday and things could happen. But those are my guys. So um, Alonzo, he's a hustler. You saw that play he made against the um, was it the Jets? Yeah, well, off the interception. Was, was it? Yes. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you'd like to see too. But I just feel like um, Britain made a Britain Golden made a good enough impression on me last week. Now let's see what he can do tonight. He'll be playing again tonight, and let's just hope, and from my case, that he does well. Well, and I was with you. It was Russell versus Golden. That was my decision right. because I gave Golden the edge over T.J. Jones in the special teams department. And then I was going back and forth, and you know, part of me was Russell's a taller wideout. He brings something a little bit different to the table, Jeff. He's made strides on special teams. He was on the team last year with the practice squad. So I, I felt they liked his improvement. They liked his development as opposed to just bringing in Golden, who unfortunately missed all of last season because they discovered a growth in his mouth. Yeah. And, you know, he was with the team. It was just, unfortunately, a medical procedure sidelined him. It's interesting that you and I both have Jones off of the roster. We do. Now, I believe he will probably surface somewhere. I mean, he's a good enough I player, but I just... I flashed think, enough. I think the... Uh, I just... You know, he, he kind of flashed a little bit at the beginning, but I don't think he did much to, to impress me at the end, like Britton Golden did. Now... Um, would I, I? I would not be surprised if if they keep Alonzo over Britain, but we'll see. Okay, defense. Why don't you start with the? All defensive right. So on line. defense, we both ended up doing twenty four players on defense. Um, I'll start with the defensive line. You've got your three starters: B.J. Hill, uh, Tomlinson, and Lawrence. Okay. Um, I'm keeping Olson, Pierre, and I'm keeping McIntosh. I'm going with five guys. Okay? I'm with you. Identical. Um, I. S- Slayton just missed out. He's a seventh-round draft pick. That's a basic borderline free agent. I think McIntosh did enough for me in the preseason this year, coming back from what he did. He was out last year most of the year. Um, and you get Olsen, Pierre, and McIntosh. They're both from Miami. That's why I kept them. <laughs> well, then that alone doesn't need any <laughs> further breakdown, Jeff. I don't even know if we should continue the conversation. Should've there you go. There. But I had the exact same five. I'm with you, Slayton. I think, again, on the practice squad. I don't think that's a stretch. And McIntosh probably is one player who deserves a lot of credit for how far he's come along, Jeff, to Correct. your point, because of him being sidelined with the illness. Last year was like a redshirt year, and he has looked really good during the course of training camp in the preseason. He is a heck of a football player. I, I saw him play his senior year, um, or it might have been his junior, or whatever year it was this last year in Miami um and I was impressed and then all of a sudden last year you know something happened he was on uh, PUP for a while and um it was like a thyroid it was something going on there with that but he got it fixed up and now he's ready to go so he's uh he's he's on the team still how about linebackers all right so linebackers so you have nine I have eight okay so I went with five outside linebackers and four inside I'll start with the four okay you got your two starters which I'm going to think are Olga Tree and Davis okay um Connolly and Stupar are my other two guys. Stupar and I'll tell you, this was a hard one because John, Jonathan Anderson, um, it, I, the Giants like him. 
but I think they like Stupar better on special teams. So they, I kept Stupar because of that. Um, on the outside linebackers, you've got your, your two starters, which is going to be Carter, and you got Golden. And then I've got X-Man and Kareem Martin, okay, as your two other guys. Now, Terrence Fetty is my other guy. Okay, so that's who was the – I had the same exact eight. Did you? Yeah, okay. I had the same exact eight. All right, so Terrence Fetty is a guy that he, – he, he's a defensive lineman, but he can also flex out there to be an outside linebacker. So that's kind of like my swing guy, if you want to. So there's nine, and those are five and four. Got okay. The, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to further explain because I'm you. have the you. same I, ones. Yeah, you, I, just, you I, I understand the why you kept the ninth because go. of going yeah. back and forth. Yep on the uh, defensive front. I just feel my thought was, and this is where I know we slightly differ, you had 10 defensive backs, I have 11, mm -hmm. and a big part of my thinking here, Jeff, is just the youth at this position, specifically sure. a corner. And, and I think if you're James Betcher, you're probably campaigning to Pat Shermer. The more, the merrier, because we don't know who's going to pan out, who's going to have their ups and downs as rookies. I think the more guys we can rotate, also some of these guys are banged up, we're better off from a volume standpoint. So you want to read off uh, who your 10 are? Yeah, Why so, don't you start? Okay, so I'm, I'm keeping six cornerbacks. Okay. Jenkins, Baker, Haley, and Ballantyne are your four guys, okay? Um, Beal okay. and Love. Those are my those are my six corners. Okay. And you could put Love at safety, too, if you wanted. Exactly. From a logistical standpoint. Um, Beal sneaks in over Ronald, Ronald Zomart to me. Zomart, um, yeah. Zomart. Is it Zomart? Zomart. 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 Yeah. Zomart. Yeah. Zomart. <laughs> Um, because Beal was a third-round draft pick in the supplemental, so they're going to keep him. He's getting healthier, okay? I mean, he's not he's not down down and out, but he's he's getting better. Um, and then I kept four safeties. You could call it five safeties and and five corners if you wanted to because of love. But I got Bethea, Peppers, Thomas, and then Chandler. Chandler. And I kept Chandler because he's a key special teams player, another key special teams guy. Yeah. Well, okay. and the only thing that we differed on is I kept Antonio Hamilton. One, because mm, he's a veteran. Okay. Two, because of special teams again, Jeff. And I think that if Beal is not 100% healthy, if a rookie struggles, they'd be okay perhaps putting in Hamilton in that spot, knowing that he's also very valuable on specials. Yeah, you know what we should have done? We should have done this at the beginning of the training camp and then, and then compare and then the ones. And see how right? it changed. We'll do that next year. Because I, 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 I always go back. I tell people that training camp is great, and there is some there is some battles to be won, and competition is awesome. But coming into training camp after OTAs and mini camps and the draft and everything, the roster is ninety percent set. It really is. You can't go and say unless you're a team that's really rebuilding, like maybe last year. Um, but it's it's pretty close, and see, it would have been fun to see what we had picked before, and, and how then see how we're doing. Changed. Yeah, and how how many times yeah. there's there's guys on that there was guys on the team that we thought would make the team that aren't on the team anymore. Would have been interesting. So, right. um, and then listen, I I I I asked. I don't know if you remember to do it. Yeah, but the there's surprise a couple, guys. Here's, here's what I put, I well, came up with. Yeah, my, I remember that. My shocker cut. My shocker cut. It would be. I mean, it'd be a pretty good shock to me that this happened, but. I got um, Kareem Martin getting cut. I was very close to not putting him in the <laughs> and group. And I'll tell you I why. I'll, I'll tell there. you why. There's a couple reasons why. Um, he's a he's a big money guy. Okay, he's making a lot of money. I saw him last week playing in the third quarter. That's in you know to me that tells me something. Okay, and then um, my surprise move is that B.J. Goodson has kind of been left out of something in here. 
I still think that B.J. Goodson, he started in the NFL as an inside linebacker. I still think he has some value. I think the Giants try to get something for him, possibly. You know, maybe at the at the end of the, the cuts days and try to maybe try to trade him and get a six-round draft pick for him or something. I don't know. Because they just you just kind of hate to have a player like that that just loses out on the bubble and, and really give – he was a draft pick for you that you don't get anything in return. Sometimes it happens, but it's worth a shot. So what about you? Yeah, Kareem Martin was the player that I was going to bring up as it wouldn't stun me if he didn't make the 53. Okay, gotcha. That was definitely going to be the guy. B.J. Goodson also in the conversation. Listen, if they go in a different direction at tight end, Scott Simonson I think is another candidate. Wouldn't okay. stun me if he doesn't make the 53. So that was going to be another player. And then, I mean, a guy that both you and I did not put on the 53, but I think maybe the fans would view as a stunner is C.J. Conrad. I think that applies to the label, Jeff. And I know that we didn't include him, but I still think that would go into the surprise category. Okay. At least in the eyes of the fans. Let me ask you this now. I just was jotting this down when I was taking my notes for the surprise. And and if if the Giants are going to say, and this this is just speculative, we're going to we're going to claim two players. What positions are those two players coming from that they're going to go? So they're going to go outside the roster. I would say I could see linebacker being one on defense. And if you want me to balance it out in fairness, I also would not be surprised if a wide receiver is let go from another team and maybe they feel that that's an upgrade over somebody on the back end. So wide receiver, linebacker would be my two positions. I have linebacker and O-line. Yeah, and O-line, I think. I just think that there's a lot more that the Giants are working with this year on the offensive line, Jeff, I feel, than maybe in previous seasons where they're perhaps not in desperation mode hoping for somebody to be let go. Which tells me that maybe that's more of a reason to go get that claim because they have a lot of depth where they can bring a guy along that hasn't been in the system because he's been on another team somewhere. Um, Another way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, and and really, I, it was funny because I got the rundown for our for our show tonight, and a lot of our our stuff is exactly what we're talking about. And one of them is the claims. How many? You know, correct. Yeah. How many they're going to? Well, be you in. put what was it? I was at two and a half. half I right? thought was the over. I thought two and a half was yeah. would be a good over under. Not that I'm you know the Vegas guy, but no, I think that is a good number. Uh, so that was a good exercise. I think you know for the most part we're on the same page. I Lance. would say we are. Yeah. Um, as far as the numbers are, that's that's a good thing. I think we got three or four players that we kind of differ on, and um, we'll, we'll see what happens by four o'clock Saturday. Absolutely. All right. Let's open up the phone lines and hear from you on a variety of topics at 201-939-4513. It is presented by Coors Light. He's Jeff Fiegels. I'm Lance Meadow. Nate in El Miro starts us off. What's happening, Nate? <laughs> well, Where it's actually El Miro. El Miro, excuse El me. Mi- what are you, My apologies. What do you got, Jeff I was Fiegel's looking disease? at the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's happening, That's Nate? Okay, right. uh, so, um... I was just calling to uh, to give you my breakdown. I wasn't going to really talk about the uh, actual sure. um, players, yep. but just give the numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, I, I, I pretty much was right with you with the uh, the defensive backs. I think that uh, uh, that's having the I, I, I was uh, I wanted Antonio on there because you never know how how those youngsters are going to play. So um, I went uh, 11 there. I went. I only went eight linebackers total, four and four on the linebackers because um, uh, generally 
uh, with the defensive. You're going to need uh, there are three down linemen, so you're going to need three backup defensive uh, down linemen. So I went with six uh, defensive tackles slash defensive ends. Okay. Um, and just because uh, the basic math. Each of the three guys needs a backup, and so uh, I know I know you can swap out um, a, a few of those. Uh, uh, you can use the tweeners, uh, you know, the rush linebackers. You can bump inside. So, so uh, I I figured that's why you could short the linebacker position. Um, on offense, uh, I figured we just keep two quarterbacks, and Loretta goes on on uh, the. Uh, Practice squad. Um, practice squad. I, I, I know we're all high on Loretta, but the rest of the – he's a fourth-round pick from last year, and the rest of the league doesn't know who he is. You know, and so, I mean, they know who he is, obviously, but it's not like the, the rest of the, of the world that aren't Giants fans. And so uh, uh, I think that with the way Jones has played, there's no reason for a third. I, lo- I love Tammy. I think he's a great – Quarterback, I just don't see a need for him on the on the on the uh, roster when you need when you have so many other needs. Uh, just keep in keep in mind one, one thing to not overlook, Nate, is last year the Giants kept four quarterbacks before they made all those claims. So uh, just yeah, some food for thought, yeah, which is another reason why Shermer values quarterbacks. None of the quarter, none of the quarter, quarterbacks from last year with uh, backups were the quality of, of Jones. Uh, that's fair. I mean, well, Tanny, Tanny though, was at least an experienced veteran who they still had on the roster. Yeah, yeah he's, he's an experienced veteran, but he was not Daniel Jones. He wasn't, he wasn't the future of the, the no, franchise. I agree. And like, and like, Steve, and like Steve was saying earlier, um, when, if Godfrey and Eli gets hurt, that is the perfect handoff point. That is the way that you could hand it off to Jones without there being a, a, a way that the fans could to, to get angry yeah. about. We talked about that and yesterday. If, yeah. if, if Tandy's there, that puts a wrench in that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's necessarily the truth. Uh, just because Tanny's on the roster doesn't mean he's a threat to replace Eli over Jones. And I don't Lance, know if like that. But yeah. Lance was no, saying no, earlier. Not, not a threat to replace Eli. If, he, if Eli gets hurt and Jones and Tandy are on the, on the roster at the same time, then there's a controversy. Well, why don't we go to Tandy uh, and save the, you know, maybe if you save the season, and said no, that's the time that you, you just hand you hand it off to Jones. Yeah, but but that, as that Jeff is- and I talked about earlier, Nate, even if Eli does get hurt and Jones and Tanny are on the roster, they easily could turn to Jones and Tanny's just on the roster. I mean, I don't think there's controversy there. And, and Lance had mentioned yeah, too yeah, that they're but, part of Tanny. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, in that case. Well, yeah. Go, go ahead, Jeff. But, yeah, what were you saying? Anyway, I can't speak. Anyway, right. no. so, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, one, it's, you know, it's one person's uh, thing over the other. It's not, then nobody's right. Okay. So I, I'm not trying to be right. I was just, just giving you my, my scenario, why I thought the way, I, why I was thinking the way I did. Perfect. So, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, and as far as the running backs, I'm really on the fence between Rod Smith and, and Perkins. And up until, uh, to be honest with you, if if uh, if uh, number twenty one down in Dallas wasn't holding out, I would cut Rod Smith and keep Perkins, uh, but and uh, and hope that and hope, because I'm guessing that 
anyway, I'm not going to go into Well, no, the Cal to answer your to answer your question, Nate, the Cowboys have more than enough options at running back. So we can sneak Perkins on the practice squad. Okay. Well, give me just Nate Nate for, Nate for the sake of time. Just, what, what's the rest of your breakdown? Because we we obviously want to get to a number of other calls. So what? Just oh, just, oh, just yeah. for the so sake anyway, of yeah. So uh, offensive lineman uh, nine. Okay. Uh, I think I think uh, I I was pretty much. Well, just just uh, Nate, 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 just keep keep just Nate, 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 we're yeah. gonna have to hang up on you, Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate just go through just... the numbers because because <laughs> we're not gonna have time for the rationale for everything. That's why we're we're, we're fine yeah, hearing okay. you out. Just not and, offensive and, line and, nine and six wide receivers and six wide receivers. Okay. Gotcha. Appreciate Perfect. the phone call. Thanks so much for weighing in. We just want to keep things moving. If we sit yeah. here and break down everybody's breakdown of the roster, we're not going to have time for uh But Nick, since you would calls. not let me finish yeah. what I was telling you about, that we talked about it earlier, that there is more intangibles than to to Alex Tanny than being just, you know, in a game. And that's what you mentioned. Well, so exactly. I think that's yeah. what we're trying no, to that, say. That, that's exactly what I was yeah. getting at. All right. 201-939-4513 is the telephone number. Let's go to Brendan in Queens. Brendan, what's happening? How are we doing, Brendan? Brendan going once? Hey, guys. How's yes. It? Hello? Yes. Hello. You're here, Brendan. What's hey, up? Hey, how's everything going, guys? Doing all right. Good. What do you got for us? Hey, um, just had a couple of questions that and they all tied together. Um, it's funny. I was actually listening to your show uh, yesterday. Mike from Florida. I'm, I'm taking his uh, taking his advice. I'm taking your advice to Lance. Um, I'm, from, I'm from Queens, but I've been calling in as Brandon from Florida. So it's Brandon from Queens now. <laughs> <laughs> See what you started. It's you a go. movement now. Everybody wants to align yeah. with well, New York City. Just really, really quickly, what, where do you guys see Alex Tanney's um, value as a backup for another team in the league, kind of maybe like the, the Colts with Andrew Luck going, um, you know, retiring and their backup becoming their, their starting quarterback now? Well, you know what's funny? Because I, I saw on the wire how many quarterbacks the Indianapolis Colts are bringing in, and these guys are garbage they're bringing in. So Alex Tanney, I mean – He's got a good shot of landing somewhere. I mean, it just depends on the on the team, I guess. You know, I mean, the guy is a he's a smart guy. You know, is he ever going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback? No. Is he going to Hall of Fame? No. Those kinds of things. But you know, what? he's he's valuable to a team because of what he's here for. What Coach Shermer has said. I want a veteran backup that can come in and he doesn't have to practice. He can come into the game and get me through a game, and then we'll deal with it after that. That's that's Alex Tanny. Interestingly, yeah, I, I, Alex Taddy was actually on the Colts practice squad that, a few years he ago. Came, well, what's, yeah, wasn't in he 2015. He came here? No, he was with Tennessee before he came. Okay, here. but he was yeah. with the Colts practice squad a few years ago. Yeah. Okay, so with, with that kind of my follow-up question would be, um, I, I I like what I've seen from him. I think he's helping uh, Daniel Jones develop as well. He's that veteran quarterback, know the knowledge, just like you said, not just on the field, off the field as well in the video rooms, um, but. Uh, because of how Daniel Jones has shown us that he's developed, and of course you guys have said, um, if God forbid something had happened to Eli, it would be easier of a transition going to him that way. Would you guys consider, I mean, with my quarterbacks on your 53, I had Tanny staying as the third quarterback and uh, Laletta going to the practice squad. Would you guys consider possibly getting, like, trading him? Uh, not in, like, as soon as the the season starts, but maybe three, four games into the season, trading Tanny for a fifth, sixth pick if it's possible, and then trying to bring Loletta back into the uh, into that third spot. And I'll take your guys' answer okay. offline. Thank you, Brandon. All right, Brandon. Appreciate the phone I call. I don't think anybody's going to trade for Alex Tanny. I, I would I, agree. I, yeah. I just, no, they're, no, they're not, I think they're you'll explore no, other options you. if you can't get Alex Tanny in a trade. Yeah, yeah. So, um but I mean, he he could be valuable to another team if he is expendable here. 
So. Well, and that also may be a reason why you keep Alex Tanny, to the caller's point, because if somebody you know, does realize he's out on the market, they're likely to bring him in, such as the Indianapolis Colts if they're looking for added depth now that Jacoby Brissett and company moving up the depth chart. So whereas Loletta may be more of a developmental guy that a team that's really in need of a quarterback may want to go with a more experienced guy, greater chance he ends up on the practice squad. Just another part of the dialogue and the discussion here. No question. Let's head back to the phone lines. Mike is in New York. Mike, welcome aboard. What do you got for us? All right, guys. How you doing? Good, All right, Mike. All right, I got tw- just I got twenty six on offense, twenty four defense. Um, quickly, uh, Jeff, you kind of got me yesterday, so I went from three to two quarterbacks, <laughs> and uh, I went to three. <laughs> um, I got four running backs, and I'm including Eli Eli Penny okay. in that. Okay, I- I'm keeping Perkins. Okay, uh, seven wide receivers, both Shepherds. Latimer Fowler, Slayton, Russell, and T.J. Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this next one, I got four tight ends, but the only reason I do, the only reason I'm keeping Simonson is that I heard some uh, on one of the uh, ESPN or something that uh, he was actually um, cut for some technicality in his contract, and um, he they had a they had to re-sign him back because it was a salary cap issue. Well, he was never cut, um, Mike. He was never cut. It, it was something about being filed with the league. It wasn't 100% clear, so the Giants had to file the corresponding paperwork. He was never let go from the roster during all of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. I, I, no problem. I just, that's the only reason I, I, I included him in the list. All right. Um, nine offensive linemen. Okay. Um, keep, I'm keeping, uh, just saying, uh, Gates. Mahalik and Brown. All right. So you're on uh, Lance's. Yeah, he's got the yeah. exact group that I have. Okay. And then what about on defense? Defense, uh, five linemen, Lawrence Hill, Tomlinson, McIntosh, and Pierre. Four outside linebackers, Carter, Jimenez, Martin, and Golden. Martin, I like you guys are saying, I just didn't. I don't understand why he's on it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he does a heck of a lot when he's out there. He might knock down a pass or two, but. Um, I, I just don't. I don't see him as being a, a mobile, real good outside linebacker. But anyhow, um, and then of course Marcus Golden, uh, four inside linebackers: Ogletree, Conley, Tay Davis, and I'm going to reverse course and go with Goodson just just because I'm going there. So anyhow, <laughs> and then um, how many seven, defensive seven backs? Cornerbacks. Um, like you, Lance, I'm keeping Hamilton. Okay. Um, and then the reg- whatever you guys said, I got four safeties. Um, actually, four, but we actually have five, like he said, because love can slip into yeah, that. Yeah, he's interchangeable. Um, yeah, right. So uh, I got Chandler and Thomas, and and of course special teams: Rosas, Dixon, and Zach. And that makes my fifty-three. Um, practice squad quickly: Hillman, wow. Sean, uh, uh, Landetta. Um, <laughs> Sean Ledetta. Well, Sean Ledetta is not eligible for the uh, practice squad. I can tell you that. Uh, and and my, Mike, I think uh, I think we're getting a little uh, ahead of ourselves, can Mike. As a wide yeah. receiver or something. I don't know. Well, um, Reggie White Jr., Carl uh, Lock, Dickerson, Slate, Tal Tal whatever. Tal Linebacker, yeah. Golden, 
Um, Brittany Golden. Well, Anderson, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany Golden. Brittany Golden is not eligible for the practice squad. He's been in the league too long. I can tell you that. And I and I would guarantee you, Mike. And listen, we'll let you go on that note. Appreciate Thank the phone you, call. That it's highly unlikely that I think they're not going to at least maybe try to claim somebody not on the roster for the practice squad. Normally, you bring in somebody that may have been appealing to you. I, I mean, granted, they could very well go with 10 guys who are on the roster, but I would think somebody's going to be claimed and deprive them the opportunity from coming back to the practice squad. 75% so. of the guys will come from the roster. Yeah, but then usually at least one or two guys, Jeff, mm -hmm. out of that 10 is probably somebody that hadn't been in camp. Correct. That appeal to them yep. on film or whatever it may be yep. so good stuff good yeah, job you're on you're more on the uh lance bandwagon than mine he was uh very close to uh, my breakdown no doubt about very good that. very let's good. uh head back to the phone lines as we continue to move along here on big blue kickoff live len is in columbia len what's happening hey guys how you doing good You're right okay here's where we go where are you starting no no uh no no trades hold your draft picks okay. hold your draft picks try to accumulate draft picks as you can you let Betcher have 24 picks. You let Shula have 24 picks. You let McGahee have five picks. And, of course, Sherman makes the final decision on all of that. Okay, I like that. I like that concept. That's where, yeah, yeah, that's where we're going. McGahee, he's got to have an opportunity to, you know, pick two guys. You know, and he wants to decide on who the punter is. Uh, again, Sherman has final decision, but I think I think those you know the coordinators have to have you know some some sort of major input on this. Part of the dialogue. Um, I'm going with uh, I'm going with ten D backs, four and six. I got Hamilton. Okay. I'm worried a little bit about Beal's injury. I'm worried a little bit about Baker's injury. We got to have the sixth uh, corner, and it doesn't hurt us on specials. I'm keeping Goodson. It's the NFC East. Six games from Thanksgiving on, we need a thumper. The <laughs> other three teams in this division are going to emphasize the run. We need a thumper. Even if it costs us a little speed at linebacker, Goodson makes this team. Um, I'm keeping six defensive linemen. I like the rookie. I like the seventh-round pick. Okay. He's big, strong, powerful. I mean, you know, you got to keep guys like that. You got to keep power guys. Again, NFC East, you got to keep power guys. Um, offensive side, three quarterbacks, five wide receivers, guys. Five wide receivers. Um, if McGahey sees somebody who can play special teams, that's his, uh, you know, he gets that pick. I'm keeping eight offensive linemen. So I'm going 24, 24, and five. Uh, the three backups are Slade, Gates, and Evan Brown. Mm -hmm. I'm going to war with those 53 guys. Let's <laughs> okay. go, Giants. Way to go. Hey, nice. That's th a good thanks call. Thanks for taking my yeah. call. Thanks Len, for taking good my call. call. I liked it. That's, that's, that's good. I like, I like the way he broke it down, giving McGahee five players. Obviously, you get the three specialists and two other guys that you need to be. Who are those guys? Is it Stupar? I think Stupar definitely is not on this team if he's just going to play linebacker. Um, and then who's the other guy? You got Hamilton. Okay, he's another guy. Um, and you're giving him or like Alonzo Shepherd. Russell. Or Alonzo Russell. I mean, Alonzo Russell Shepard to me by default is one of his guys. Yeah. Because he's essentially on all four teams. But, you know, maybe he wants another wide receiver. Maybe he's impressed with Russell. Uh, that's certainly a part of the conversation. You know, the other thing that we haven't really thought about much. Returns. Oh, I was going to say an offensive lineman being a special team or two. Well, Jeff, at times. you, you got to have them. You got to have so, one. You got to have one back there on on uh, kickoff return. You probably you don't have a lot of them on on 
punt returner. Although, although you do remember, like Kerry Wynn was a special teams demon. Um, yeah. He was uh, he was a defensive lineman. So uh, a guy like McIntosh could be that guy. Slayton could be that guy if he makes the roster. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean that's a good point. The other one is that you know look at the return position. You know who who's our guy? Is it Latimer? And it's going to be the, another return guy. And you got Peppers. Um, I think those are going to be your kickoff and your punt return guy. I okay. think I'm with you. I think that the punt return is not only Jabril Peppers. It'll be it'll be by committee. I believe probably definitely two guys. Maybe the third one gets gets some love in there. Maybe it's maybe it's Britton Golden if he makes the team. Um, maybe it's C.J. Jones if he makes the team. Um, but certainly, I think you have some guys there. Listen. Um, Shepard can return punts in a pinch. I mean, if he needed for for you know ball security, he'll catch the ball, give the ball back to the offense, and be yep. done with it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of options on the roster. Yeah, uh, Peppers and Latimer maybe the first guys on the list. Sterling Shepard can do special returns. Uh, Darius Slayton has the capability to uh, be a return guy. So I I think Corey Ballantyne is another guy that is yeah. more than yeah, willing they, to actually, do that. They've, they've used him a lot yeah. in returns so, this, this I mean, preseason. I named, what, three more guys on top of the two you named than mm-hmm. Peppers, Latimer. I, I don't think that they're overly concerned about running out of options. And then when Golden Tate comes back, Tate is also more than capable yeah. of being a return guy. Yeah. So, I mean, we just named, what, like about five guys in the rotation that... Good to have options by there. the first four weeks of the season you'll have. So. And, and, and the theme here... As we build this roster, the Giants build this roster going for the 2019 season is the, is depth. We just mentioned five guys that basically could do returns. Okay, that's a good thing. Um, we had a lot of discussion about that secondary and how many guys there um, can play. I mean, you got some good depth there too. Even at the safety position, finally, the last few years you've had depth, but guys have just never been able to be on the field. Um, on paper, you said, "Wow, this looks pretty good," but nobody could ever stay healthy. Um, I think the linebacking position is the one to me that's just a little unsettled at this point of all for everything. I, I just don't know who like I mean, we made our picks and stuff and I think there's some go to guys here, but there's a lot of a lot of things that can happen here with this linebacking position. Well, BJ Goodson is a wild yeah, I, card yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, Nate Stupar, Jonathan Anderson, pros and cons I mean, of special just, teams. There's just some things there that guys yeah. are I think they're all pretty pretty equal when it comes down to and and, uh, you know, as the caller had mentioned, Kareem Martin, I, I just, you know, I didn't see a lot out of Kareem last year. He's been in a better defense, so maybe he's, you know, a little bit better this year because he knows his personnel around him. You got Marcus Golden on the other side, which he played with in, in Arizona. So maybe that kind of lights a fire under him. I don't know. but Well, and I, I think the big part of it is when you and I were talking earlier about where would they likely make a claim? And I threw out linebacker on defense. If somebody's let go, more so on the edge than the interior, Correct. who's got a track record of getting after the quarterback, yeah. then in all likelihood, they'll probably put a claim in for that individual and you know somebody's going to be expendable. And it may be a Kareem Martin, per se, if he ultimately makes the 53. So that would not surprise me because I think if you look at the sacks on this team, if they have somebody with a stronger track record there's room to add that to the mix. Sure. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Very interesting. Let's well, he- head back to the phone line. Did you want to add no, uh, one more thought, Jeff? No. Okay. We'll uh, try to squeeze in a few more calls before we wrap up shop. Freddie is in Richmond. Freddie, welcome to the program. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. Um, just curious. Based off your roster predictions, who do you guys have as like the starting kick return and punt returner? Well, well, we just yeah. talked about it. Yeah, I think that uh, I think Vladimir will be your guy um, for the kickoff return. I think that... Um, Valentine will be the backup. 
and I think that Jabril Peppers will be your primary punt return guy. And then behind him, you'll have either TJ Jones or Britton Golden or one of those other guys, Darius Slayton, that, that Lance had just mentioned, um, one of the younger guys or one of the other veterans on the team. And once Tate comes back, Tate to me is going to be probably the primary backup punt returner Correct. behind Peppers. Or yeah. they'll even work them both in. And Sterling Shepard can can yeah. catch punts. I mean, if you have to get a stick him back there to get get the ball and give it back to the offense, and he'll be fine with that. Okay, and I'm 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 surprised both of you guys like predicted TJ Jones when I make the team. I thought he did really good in preseason. Well, Freddie, first of all, can you do me a favor? I think you got your computer up in the background. If you can lower that, because we're we're hearing ourselves in the background. As far as your question about TJ Jones, I I think it goes back to Jeff's conversation that we had earlier where one you can't get too high on a guy based on one preseason game I think that's the easy trick to fall for I remember I bring this up a lot Israel Adonage there was the offseason he came in I, <laughs> yeah. and he really shined in the preseason he was tripping up guys he was getting after the quarterback and Kerry Wynn ultimately made the roster over him and anybody who watched the preseason is like what's going on here so just because he flashed with a few catches in the end zone you know, and, and I think TJ Jones is a productive player I I just look at it as if it comes down to special teams, Jeff, and you hit on this yesterday, Jones is not going to be on your coverage team, whereas some of these other guys could be on your coverage teams. It's not about the return. I think they've got enough return guys, Mm -hmm. Jeff. I think where they may be lacking is who at the wide receiver position can run out and tackle a guy on coverage. That, to me, holds more value right now than who could return kickoffs or punts. And that's why he doesn't make the team because there's other guys in this roster that play better special teams than him. And that's why he doesn't make the roster. Okay, I got you. All right, thank you guys. You're all right, Freddie. Appreciate the phone call. And, you know, once again, we, we talk about this all preseason about special teams. And, you know, we say that 90% of the roster is pretty much done coming into training camp. That other 10% is back in guys and special teamers. Okay, and look at who's, and who's made impacts on special teams. You know, you got uh, Hamilton is a guy that can he, – he's played special teams. Russell – You've got Britton Golden, who made a, uh, a great return last week. And so these are the guys that well, we didn't know about those guys coming in to training camp, but we know about them now. They can play special teams. Stupar is a guy that, you know, yeah, he, 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 he started some games last year because of injuries, but, you know, he's not a normal household starter. He's a special teams guy. He makes it over. Jonathan Anderson, because he's not as good a special teams guy as Matt uh, Stupar. Yeah. Well, and even when Stupar was with the Saints before the Giants. That's he was what also he did. A special teams guy. No question. I mean, he did play a little linebacker, but he was mainly a special teams guy. And he can play linebacker if he's just not a great one. You know, I mean, uh, you don't want him in there because that means something has happened to the guys in front of him. Correct. And, and that <laughs> sometimes is happening in the NFL because just your depth chart is depleted by injuries and you have to be able to lean on those guys. But there's also value in having somebody reliable for Thomas McGahee, the special teams coach, that he could put out there and have confidence that he's going to understand the field and the dimensions to make plays. Yeah. I mean, there's value yeah. in that. No, I like the way that Lynn did the, uh, you know, the offense gets 25 picks. These guys get 24 and five picks. five on special teams. I, I just i have yeah. never seen it that way, and I don't want to give him too much credit, but, I mean, it was, it was a good way to look at it. It is a good way to look at it, but I, I do think that the – defensive positional coaches and the offensive positional coaches are probably going to have a little bit of a battle royale with 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 that mindset. Well, with him, because they may look at another guy who holds a little bit more value in contributing to their side of the field. There's no doubt about that. But let's not be naive. McGahee certainly is going to give his feedback on who he thinks 
would uh, add something more to the roster. Well, Madey he might come and say, "I need Laletta. He's a better holder than Dixon." <laughs> if he may say that, <laughs> good then luck. we'd have a fight on well, our hands. Yeah, and, and then. Pat Shermer's going to have to ultimately break the tie <laughs> right. under those circumstances. And you know what? Like I said, with how I think Coach Shermer views quarterbacks, I don't think he'd necessarily put up a fight there because <laughs> if he, it was up to him, he'd find a way to keep all four. Let's uh, head back to the phone lines. We got Charlie in Portland, Maine. How could we not hear from Charlie? Let's see if his phone is actually a little bit better he today. Got the a new phone one, I'm company. Sure. Hey, guys. All right, hey, Charlie. Like, you had me on hold for so long, my battery died. Well, that's good. Oh. Then, then we know the trick of the trade now. Okay. Good plan, good plan, guys. Hey, look, I, I, I just wanted to say, I think you guys got Peppers doing everything. You got him uh, catching punts. You got him as the protector on, on, on when, they, when you do punt. Then you got him all over the defense. This guy's going to be injured after two oh, weeks. Come on, oh, I mean, plays. come I'm, on, calm down, calm down plays. with this guy. He ain't going to do everything. See, Charlie, you're, 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 you're the same mindset of the individual that should put Odell Beckham in bubble wrap and Saquon Barkley and never. Well, no, because that's where it is from. Well, yeah, because Antonio Brown, you you should have a conversation with Mike Tomlin and ask him why he played Antonio Brown all those years as a return guy. Did Antonio Brown I, get hurt? It's like six extra plays a game. Yeah, Come I mean, on. No, Seriously. I mean, you can't, yeah, but you can't rely on a guy to be doing 100 things. What if he gets injured and all of a sudden? What, oh, well, what, if, he gets injured, get what if he gets injured on the first play playing <laughs> safety? I mean, come on. It's football. You're gonna, I mean, you're going to have to what play if he the gets game. Injured? I mean, right. that's, okay, you can't well, that's think that way all the time. That's why so many people think about that. And it's, and it's like what Lance said. You know, how come Antonio Brown played kickoff for punt return for the Steelers all the time? You think they care? You put your best it players is, on the field, it period. It is a fact. The more you play, the better oh, chance okay. of you getting injured. It's called percentages. Right. So, anyway, yeah, so, so, ba- so based on that, that means that you should limit the amount of plays your starters get on the field, according mm-hmm. to that logic. Charlie, oh, yeah. Well, how how does it you not? Know what I'm no, no, I don't. I don't understand. According to everything. yeah, but nobody's okay. saying that Peppers is also going to be playing every single play. They're also probably going to take him out for a defensive play or two here or there, depending oh, on how a game nice. plays out. Well, why do you? Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> well, so, so he what? He should be focusing on defense. That's what he should be yes, focusing. on. He should also on. be anyway, focusing on helping the team win, which is what the coaching right. staff wants him to do. Okay, this is my thing. Okay, we're only going to keep seven offensive linemen, and this is the reason because we're going to put Evans and a couple others on the practice squad. And we're also going to pick up a veteran tackle, swing tackle. So that's why we're keeping seven. And then when we add the tackle, it will be eight. But I would just keep seven offensive linemen, period, and have a couple on the practice squad because when they get a shirt, eight offensive linemen never get shirts. You're lucky if you get six or seven, we'll get a shirt on game day. You don't need them just sitting on the bench. You don't. You can bring them up from the practice squad if they get injured. Well, keep in mind, they, they had nine, by the way, on the roster last year. Just saying. I know, but it's a waste. It is a waste. It is a waste. You'd save two roster spots just doing that. And then on the back end, you don't need four safeties because Love is going to play corner and safety. So you take six cornerbacks and only three safeties and you save another roster spot for something else for another wide receiver for another uh defensive lineman and you don't i don't think you need nine linebackers all you need is eight and you can save another spot there so i mean and quarterbacks he's look sherman's going to have three he's not going to go with two i bet i bet you 20 pounds of lobsters that he will never go with two quarterbacks. He's a quarterback guy. He loves quarterbacks, and he wants them on his team. So we're going to have three. 
I, I, I don't know. I, we shouldn't have, I mean, it should be Lendetta. Not Lendetta. What's his name? <laughs> Loletta. Yeah, Lendetta, Loletta. They're all the same. What's the difference? All right. yeah. Anyway, it should be him. It shouldn't be okay. Danny because we don't need him anymore because Daniel Jones is a Hall of Fame preseason player, so he should be the uh, backup. So I want to see what happens tonight. I want to see the Patriots get after Daniel Jones, and I'm gonna, I bet you we're going to see the arrow pointing down after this game with him because he's going to get a pass rush that he hasn't seen in a long ever, and Belichick is going to make this guy look like he is a rookie. So that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Thanks for weighing in, Charlie. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. First of all, the Patriots aren't – none of the starters are playing, so their backups are going to – they're going to have a game plan well, for Belichick, Daniel Jones correct. tonight. They're going to twist, and they're going to blitz, and they're going to try to get after Daniel Jones, who isn't in their conference. at night over the last just few because days they hate the, up Daniel Jones. Because, yeah. the, because they hate the Giants, and they, they're going to get after him. That, that's what it is. Well, I mean, I hope not. I hope not. I mean, I hope our backup offensive linemen are as good as we say they are because evidently the Patriots have a heck of a pass rush coming at us. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's I, The one no, thing I – No, I, go, sorry. Ahead. No, so, go ahead. And, and, and Charlie, none of, us, none of us are correct or wrong. I mean, you, you can the, – the rationale is you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can take – you can take – only have, but you got to remember, if you have seven offensive linemen, and he is correct, you know, a lot of the guys don't get a shirt on game day, but you also, Lance brought up the point that you need some linemen to play special teams still, okay? So you have defense, you have a kit, you have actually have field goal and field goal rush. Yeah. So you got to have some big bodies. Now, field goal rush is usually your defensive guys, okay? But offensive, you know, and then on your field goal, you usually have your starting offensive line there. But, but for the wedge on a kickoff return, Okay, yeah. um, you got to have some of those guys. You don't have to have five of them, but you need a couple. No, but of you them. need options. But, you, but listen, yeah. you got to have two active, because if you get two linemen hurt and you don't have two active offensive linemen, you're done. So there's seven right there. You have to have on game day, no matter what. You usually have the eighth one, and so there's usually the ninth guy doesn't get a shirt. Okay, or something like that. That's usually how it plays out. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, what we have we have the um, the inactive all American team where. You know, the guys never get a shirt on game day. They go and they're just, they're not, they're a glorified practice squad guy on a, on a regular roster. That's usually that lineman. That's usually that linebacker that doesn't play. Wide or this receiver, wide receiver that doesn't there. play. Yeah. Um, the third quarterback. Corner, cornerback too, maybe. So you know, that's what that active. is, yeah. yeah. Now, the only thing that Charlie did say that I can understand where he's coming from with respect to three safeties with Julian Love on the roster. I don't think that's crazy. You know, if they wanted to part ways with Sean Chandler or whatever it may be, that that I don't think is a stretch. No, it's not. But I went I went with Chandler because of the special well, so teams. Did I. Yeah. And I went with Chandler yeah. too for that yeah. very reason. But, um, but what I'm saying is if, let's say, they really want to keep an extra player in a different position, I think you'd be okay if you had Michael Thomas and the two starters knowing Julian Love in a pinch could play safety. That's not yeah. crazy. That's not crazy at all. Yeah, it could yeah. certainly work out that way. And you know, and Chandler, he would maybe he would could he could come in and 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 give Jabril Peppers or somebody a, a blow for something, but he's going to be a primary, you know, thirty-five play special teams guy if he's active. Yeah, and remember, Chandler played an active role when they made the switch with Curtis Riley last season. Yeah. So it's not as if he doesn't have experience being in there in terms of playing that position. Well, that is going to wrap up things for us here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. A reminder, the game is tonight. It is a 7.35 kickoff, so Jeff and I will be starting on WFAN at 6.35 tonight with our pregame show, 
as we will get you set for the final preseason contest. Big Blue Kickoff Live back up and running tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern. And I believe, if I saw an email correct, Jeff, before we wrap up, that we have confirmed all shows starting next Monday for the regular season is going to go to 1.30 p.m. Eastern. So we just wanted to throw that out to you starting next week when we go to our regular season schedule. 1.30. 1.30 p.m. Eastern is going to be the new time for the show. I'm sure John and Paul will remind you tomorrow for that, but we thought we'd at least throw that out. Once again, we're on WFAN at 6.35 p.m. Eastern tonight. You can listen on TuneIn. You could also listen on WFAN.com. For Jeff Eagles, I'm Lance Meadow. Enjoy the game. And always stay locked to Giants.com. We're out.